Hey guys, it's Kayla with Quorum of the Two Apostates podcast, and hello, it's been a long time, as usual. Um, I have, like, so many topics that I want to talk about today, um, and mostly I just want to kind of discuss them and see if anybody else kind of feels the same way. Thing one, um... I know it's kind of been a beat to death in the ex-Mormon community, but (laughs) the whole thing with the church changing its wording to make it look like they're not homophobic in the BYU honor code, and then they just came out with a statement today saying that they actually, while they change the wording, basically they're still homophobic. And I saw this little ex-Mormon Reddit uh, post (laughs) that somebody had fixed the uh, statement they released today. Um, So if you guys want to check that out, it's on my, on the Instagram page and it's very amusing and I appreciate it a lot. (laughs) Um, Other than that, I just wanted to say like this entire time, as soon as they released that, I don't understand... Like, this is kind of rude and ignorant to say, but I don't understand why anybody was thinking that the church was becoming more progressive. I don't know if they just have, like, wool over their eyes and they're thinking that the church is um, trying to be progressive to include more people, but that's not at all what it is. It's uh, there. I honestly think what they were doing was trying to make it look like they weren't homophobic in a legal standpoint so nobody could come after them at it. But then they released like almost just as vague as a statement saying, well, you know, actually, this is how we feel about it. So honestly, I'm just, I'm just really confused as to why anybody would think that them coming out in the first place and saying that and, and changing their word wording was for the LGBTQ community. It just pisses me the fuck off. And I was speaking with somebody the other day and they were saying, you know, like, I hope, I hope, uh, the community, the LGBTQ plus community is happy with this change. And I'm like, no, they're not fucking happy with the change. Like it makes me so mad that somebody would think that, that even though they still don't have the rights that they're supposed to have for, that they must have, that they should have, that they should have had from the beginning of time, um, (laughs) that they don't, they still don't have those rights. And the church didn't come out and say, yeah, you guys, sorry, like we made a mistake. All they did was change the wording and something. So it made it look like they're not homophobic and transphobic and queerphobic and all that shit. Like, fuck, dude. (laughs) No, we're not happy. The queer community is not happy about this change. And on top of it, today they just released their statement saying that, no, that's not the case. We are still, we're still homophobic, so fuck you, basically. (sighs) Y'all, I could rant about this for days, but I will let my case rest on that, and I'll move on to a new topic. Um, Another, this doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with the church, but I am pretty frustrated about it. Um, Idaho has decided to put a bill through uh, that effectively bans any 
uh, care facility that's receiving government funds from uh, receiving those funds if they provide abortion services as well, which is absolutely ridiculous because then it lies on the public to keep these places running. Um, even though these places were created to care for all types of people, no matter what the situation was. They're literally services, like public services that are no longer for the entirety of the public. And the huge thing that pisses me off about that is the fact that it makes it so there is people who are lower income that will not have access to um, abortion. And the problem with that is that those are the people who most need access to that because they don't have money for it, let alone they don't have money for a fucking child. And don't come at me with, well, like, yeah... There's so much that people can do um, outside of outside of having an abortion to take care of their kid. They have all of these resources. They have their family, all this stuff. Well, not... Here's the thing. Not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody wants to have a kid. Not, not everybody wants to derail their life in order to do something that was not in their original plan. And... It's just, especially for a low-income person, um, it just doesn't work like that. And it's, it's, uh, it's ridiculous of the Idahoan government to just assume that they can control people to the point of banning certain small things. And this is just the beginning of the bans. There's other people that are trying to pat trying to put in bills to be considered for just banning abortion altogether or banning abortion after like six weeks. Um, but like that is happening right now. There are people writing up bills for that in Idaho. And it's just sorry, sometimes I get a loss for words because this is such a frustrating topic for me, and it always has been that I, I have to chill. <laughs> but um, like I was saying, it's, it's just this really frustrating problem. And the, I think the way that this ties in is because Idaho is such a Mormon-led, Christian-led community, there is, it's so much easier to just, for them to not give a shit about the entire public and not give a shit about, um people who are going um, through this that aren't Mormon and don't have the same beliefs that they just believe that everybody should have those same beliefs and that's not the not the way the world works it's not the way people's values work and another thing that frustrates me is Mormons are like well if you're forcing you're forcing being pro-choice on us um, and so you're doing the same thing that we're doing and honestly, saying that about somebody does not cancel out the badness of the first person's actions. And on top of that, it's honestly not the same thing. Because being pro-choice means you have the choice to end a fetus's existence or not to. Or to do whatever the fuck you want with whatever is growing inside of you. And... What I'm getting at with that 
is basically, um, gosh, sorry, I always lose my train of thought when I go too far into my rant. (laughs) But basically with that, my frustration is that they are forcing this on everybody when there are still people outside the bounds of that. And I, I honestly like to look at it like um, gun rights. Like, if you're pro-gun, you're basically uh, pro-I-choose-not-to-kill-somebody-using-this-gun, but I could. Um, and in Idaho, it's really big on gun rights. And I'm not... <sighs> Y'all, I could go on and on about the contradictions of this bullshit. But it just it, it incredibly frustrates me. On top of that, I see so much hate that people that Christians carry for people who have abortions and abortion providers and the word abortion and anything like that. Like my mom was scrolling through her Facebook the other day and I saw at least five posts talking about how horrible abortion providers are and people who have abortions are. And it's, it's absolutely fucking toxic. It's people just hating on people because they are trying to make their lives better and they're trying to control their bodies and they're trying to control their lives. And on top of that, these people don't have any um, hold over your life once you have a child. Like, say you are like, okay, well, I don't want to have an abortion because of this. Then you have that kid and all the people who are pissed off about it are back there flipping the fuck out Um, because now you are a mother who doesn't have enough money to feed their child. So you're, you're living off of welfare and it's those same goddamn people that are complaining about abortion that are saying that you need to get off welfare. You're just a freeloader, all this stuff. And it's like people who actually need that help, um, who are now taken back to where they used to be by having a child. And fuck you guys. Like there's, there's so much I could go on. Um, besides that, uh, I just, I'm just so frustrated. It's all the shitty same people who are spreading hate about it. And like, honestly, let's be honest. Um, if anybody here, if anybody is listening to this podcast and you are pro-life, just listen here. Okay. Here's the deal. You love somebody who's had an abortion and you don't even know it. And the reason that you don't know is because you spread hate about being pro-life. You spread that people are baby killers and all of this bullshit that's not true and it's hurtful and it's horrible. And it's not okay. Like, (laughs) that's really all I can say about it. You love somebody who's had an abortion If you found out that they had an abortion, you would take a step back and you would think and you'd be like, huh, maybe I need to rethink what I'm doing to people. Maybe I need to rethink what I'm saying to these people because maybe, just maybe, all these shitty things that I'm saying about people who have abortions and abortion providers and people who stand up for people who have abortions, maybe they're good people. And maybe they're going through a hard time. And maybe they're just trying to better their lives the best way that they know how. 
and maybe they don't have a lot of resources or maybe just maybe they don't want to be moms and dads or parents or guardians of a life just yet. Maybe they don't want to do that at all. And maybe just maybe that's okay. So that's my soapbox with that. (laughs) Um, If anybody wants to stand up for the rights of people who have abortions and the right of having control of your own body, um, you can always go to Planned Parenthood website. They have a lot of awesome resources. If you text STAND to 22442, I think, let me check really quick. 22422. So if you text STAND to 22422, they will text you back and let you know how you can fight for um, health rights, like all of Planned Parenthood, but they will also tell you how you can fight for abortion rights. Um, You can donate, even just a dollar helps immensely because if a million people just donate a dollar, that's a lot of care for a lot of people. Um, on top of that, you can also decide to share on your social media and get the word out. That actually really helps stop the stigma of people who have abortions um, and abortion providers. Um, it stops, uh, like when somebody sees that somebody they love is standing up for this as well, it helps them realize that there are good people that are standing up for a good cause. Um, So that's why it's good to share on social media. I know it seems kind of silly, but sharing on social media is like actually a really big, important part of um, standing up for your own body. Um, Another thing you can do is usually they have different petitions that you can sign. Uh, You can also always send um, a letter to your Senate um, or the different people in power in your government, letting them know Uh, what you believe and why you believe it and that actually just gets your voice out about what the people in Idaho believe in or whatever state you're in. Um, It lets our government, our local government know what you believe in and they have to, well they don't have to, but they are obligated to Um, come back with the results of what the people think and vote towards what the people want. Um, So that's a very good thing that you can do and it also honestly just makes you feel good. (laughs) If that's the only reason that you do it is to feel good about yourself and feel like you accomplished something good for other people today, do that please. Um, I'm trying to think what else you can do. Uh, You can also always share your story about um, abortion in any way. Um, You can talk about it to people. You can hug somebody that you know who's going through a hard time because of an abortion. Um, You can just be an ear to listen to. You can be somebody who everybody knows is a safe place for an abortion. Um, There's just so, so many things that you can do to be there and to stand up for reproductive rights. Um, So yes, that's, I think that might be the end of my abortion, um, soapbox and how people are dumb (laughs) and horrible. And I think, 
yeah, that's that's most of it. Other than that, um, I did go to a baptism the other day, which I won't give too many details about because it was somebody who's very close to me. Um, but here's the cool thing about it. This was a Mormon baptism. But the person that did get baptized... Um, more got baptized because they are learning to be kinder to other people and they wanted to find a way to actualize that path that they're going down and honestly it was really cool it kind of gives me a little bit of hope for some uh some select mormons because if there's Mormons out there that are using baptism as not like pledging their life to a church um, and to leaders who could or who may or may not be very misguided and they're more pledging their life to a symbol of kindness and a symbol of love, I think that's amazing. Uh, however, it was a little bit awkward. I did get stuck, uh, talking to some missionaries who were 18 years old, which I'm only 21, like I say in like every one of my episodes, but damn, them kids are tiny. (laughs) They were so small. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. Why are these people running around the country telling people about spirituality? Wow. That's weird. (laughs) Um, But other than that, like, honestly, the baptism seemed a little bit more unconventional than I'm used to. And I, I really appreciated it. Um, so on that note, uh, because I might have listeners who are still going to church or who are still in the church, who are having a really hard time because they go to church on Sundays and they just begrudgingly hate the entire thing. I think what you can do is focus on the good parts of it. Because if you don't focus on some of the good parts of it, you're going to have a really, really hard time, which you probably already know. Um, But you can focus on the fact that, really, some of the doctrines are meant to be kind to people. Like when they talk about Jesus saying you should be kind. Um, There's a lot of people, obviously, in the church that say that backhandedly. But it does... Once you're out of the church, um, you realize that a lot of the values that you learned um, and that you really follow and are the reasons that you left the church are things that you learned because of the church. Uh, I mean, maybe this isn't for everybody. This is more for me. But if if anybody has the same experience as me, speak up, let me know. (laughs) But anyway, um, there's a lot of values that the church has taught you. And I think it's, it makes it a lot easier to go to church if you're focusing on those values and focusing on being kind to people and showing love. And, um, I think the church teaches a lot of hard work and teaches you how to be a leader in some ways. Um, I mean, if you have the right positions, but it does have the possibility to teach you how to be a leader. Um, I know that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away from the church um, because I was able to be, this is embarrassing, but I was able to be the my maid and the beehive president 
um, and almost the Laurel president, but I think I turned down that calling. I don't remember y'all. It was a long time ago, (laughs) but, um, there's a lot of good that comes out of the church. Um, I don't think it cancels out all the bad things that comes out of the church, but it definitely helps you to keep going to church if you absolutely have to, if you're a minor and you still live with your parents and they make you go. (laughs) Um, On top of that, just I think you should also remember that regardless of if you have to go to church on Sunday, you are still yourself and you don't have to be fake. Um, You can still ask questions while you're there. You can still try to get answers and you can still discuss things. You might have to discuss them a little vaguely, but you can still discuss questions that you have and see if maybe people have good spiritual answer answers for you. Because um, there are good things that happen there. And there are very kind people that are there as well, regardless of how they might be possibly misguided. Um... But yeah, what I'm getting at is even though I was super nervous to go to this baptism because I haven't been in a church in quite a while, it ended up being okay. And as long as you feel like you can understand where other people are coming from, when it comes to religion, it's a lot easier to be around those people as well. Uh, Because most people aren't in religion to hate on gay people or hate on trans people or whatever the fuck else. Hate on abortion. People are there because they believe it makes them better people. And so I think if you remember that and treat those people with kindness, it's a lot easier to understand those people. And it's a lot easier to... (sighs) Sorry, you guys. Always yawn at least once during the podcast. Um, It's a lot easier to, uh, like I said, be kind to those people and have love for those people and have compassion for those people. Um, you can still be frustrated, obviously. You can still rant about it. You guys know that I do. But it's, it is very helpful to see the other side of it. And if you don't understand the other side of it, uh, I think that John DeLynn has some really cool podcasts that he brings out talking about uh, the two sides of uh, being an ex-Mormon when you're an ex-Mormon in religion and when you're an ex-Mormon outside of religion. Um, he does have some really good, good, uh, views on that. And if I can take some notes on the ones that I think are awesome, I'll put them in the show notes because always support every ex other ex Mormon podcast, because they're talking about some important stuff. And even if you don't like my podcast, there's millions of other podcasts out there about the same damn thing that you can listen to and somebody will relate to you. Because like I said, this podcast isn't necessarily all about um, just me hating on people. It's about actually making sure other people feel heard, other people are connected to, and hey, you know what? There's other people out there that are going through the same emotions as you are, and that's why I want to do this podcast. That's why I listen to podcasts, is because it makes me feel not so alone in the world, because honestly, I don't talk to a lot of people, so that's, that's it. This is just a little mini episode. I wanted to get a few things out there. I hope that everybody is having a beautiful March already. And 
Oh, LOL. I think it's funny that general conference can only be attended. Well, should only be attended by, uh, Utahns. I think that's friggin' hilarious. So good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> you guys have a absolutely beautiful week. Hopefully I will be next week, be back next week. Um, and have a great day.